Get it together. Oh, God. We're live on the radio right now. And now, this awful podcast. Chris and his fucking idiot friend. My uh, pubes haven't grown in yet. What do you think is a normal age for that? Hey, so what's going on with this total reason about a skunk? He sounds like a big piece of shit. <laughs> you are the best. Put it up on your blog. We'll link to your blog, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, look at my blog. Oh, heavens. You know, you guys, you guys hate it when your dick doesn't work. Do you hate it when your ex-wife is screaming and you can't get an erection uh, for a long enough time? Uh, well, this pill will turn you completely red. Back to you. Yo, what up? What up? What's Big up? Time, man. Big time. Big time. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Mike? Welcome to this alpha. Move. Oh. Edit that out. Uh, welcome to welcome to this awful podcast. Today is Tuesday. Oh no, we shouldn't say what day it is. Fuck. Let's start that over again. Do <laughs> you want to just do it all over? Just start it again, <laughs> motherfucker. I fucking hate me. Get it together. Oh, God. We're live on the radio right now. And now, this awful podcast. Chris and his fucking idiot friend. My uh, pubes haven't grown in yet. What do you think is a normal age for that? Hey, so what's going on with this total reason about a skunk? He sounds like a big piece of shit. <laughs> you are the best. Put it up on your blog. We'll link to your blog, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, look at my blog. Oh, heavens. You know, you guys, you guys hate it when your dick doesn't work. Do you hate it when your ex-wife is screaming and you can't get an erection uh, for a long enough time? Uh, well, this pill will turn you completely red. Back to you. Yo. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What up, Chris? What up, Mike? Not much. NMH. Um, just hanging out in my apartment with my best friends. Who's that? My cats and oh, alcohol. Nice. Thank that's you, nice. everyone. Yes. Welcome to this awful podcast. We're coming to you pre-recorded tonight. Mm. Pre-recorded because we get some good stuff for you. Mm. Good stuff. And it's uh, 4th of July week. So it everybody is, is uh, everybody's preparing for the end of the world. Out there fucking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, people are doing that too. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, somewhere. Lots of rolling in the hay this week, folks. Sure, sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm Mike. I'm Chris. You're Chris, right? I'm Mike. I saw you were not going to be happy if I used a fake name, so I I'm, thought it was Chris. Well, how would you do that? Listeners would, don't realize that Mike gets a little, gets a little angry. Oh, yeah. What? He seems like a chill guy on the pod, but it's actually you fucking take that back right now. Oh shit. God, I'm so fucking so so steamed right now. Mm. So steamed. Fuck. Yeah. No, no, I'm fine. I'm calm. You you're cool. It's, it's zen. All right. There's a zen atmosphere in this apartment right now. It was hard to tell if you were joking because you're such a an abusive co-host in general. So. Mm. Mm. Are we going to talk about this right now or? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know if that's no, it's really appropriate. <laughs> so we'll talk about this after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. get my lawyer and we'll talk about it. After no, no lawyers. No lawyers, no witnesses. Okay. Yeah. It's not sketchy at all. I know. I was going to make a bad joke. I didn't do it. Good. It came to me and okay, I was like, we you don't know like, what? Put that one back in the box. Because you know, if there's one thing we don't like here, it's bad jokes. <laughs> you know what else we don't like? We don't like being poor either. So, wow. Mm. Anyway. This intro went way better than the last one. Yeah, and the I'm last one I fucked up, yes. No, yeah, no, just say it. You want to say it. See, there's just there's a lot of rage right now, isn't there, Mike? No. One Eleven more. beers deep. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm calm. Oof, yeah. I'm very calm right now. Kay. This is calm. This yeah. is the face of calm. Rem- remember earlier tonight when <laughs> I was like, it's actually Tuesday, not Wednesday. And you were like, fuck my 
fucking life. That's what you said. And yes. you, you got real pissed. I, did like, I get I pissed? I didn't make the calendar, Michael. Did I get pissed or did you yell at me and say, yeah, that's right, Michael, you fucking moron. I was like, okay, Chris. Sorry. I guess listeners can decide what actually happened. but Yeah. Chris does have a people heart. I don't know if anybody mm. realizes that or not, but anybody who's close to him can, can make the uh, make the judgment call. Mm. Yeah. I don't have anyone close to me. <laughs> I don't let anyone get close to me, man. So first off, I just want to mention really quick, Amazon.thisawfulpodcast.com. If you buy stuff there, we get a cut of it, and this shit is expensive, so please, please buy stuff. I'm begging. I'm begging like I beg when Chris twists my arm and almost breaks it off, Mm. which is something that you guys don't see, and he says that I'm full of rage. I think that's false. Um, And my doctor's, uh, my medical records can actually back me up too so anyway one thing michael told me was that if we don't get donations to the podcast he is going he has created a number of sexual torture devices that he will attach me to and i usually like sexual torture devices but mike doesn't make good ones they're low quality wow that's and personal. that will be the real torture that's me. really personal it is for me yeah i don't appreciate you bringing that up on the pod we're gonna have a chat about that later I'm going for the throat tonight <laughs> We do have a guest tonight. Yeah, Miles uh, Cleave from Mel Magazine is one of my favorite people on the fuck line. He uh, writes a lot. Mel Magazine um, kind of focuses. It's, it's almost like a woke men's magazine. I kind of hate that description, <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, it, it's... That's your own description. It, they got really good articles, very interesting articles that don't, I think, pander to typical male bullshit. Okay. And it's a very interesting magazine. Uh, we're having him on today to talk a little bit about the, uh, we're, we're still on the Acacia win in New York. Uh, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I feel like I cannot Ocasio. possibly be. Ocasio. It's Ocasio. Cortez. That sounds, that doesn't sound, yeah, that sounds like what a white person, like Ocasio. Ocasio. Ocasio, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you took eight years of fucking Spanish. I okay, know, in New so. Hampshire, though, that's a different kind oh, of Spanish. Oh, okay, they speak a different Spanish yeah, up there. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, he's also the author of Ivyland, um, and uh, he is on the line right now. Let's talk to Miles. Miles? Hey, what's yes. up? Hello. How you doing, Miles? Hi, Miles. Hey, how's it going? Pretty it's good. Really I, good. I, is it okay if I vape on? Is it okay if I vape on the pod? <laughs> uh, that's all Chris does. He, I'm literally double fisting vapes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just. I just always like to check in when I when I when I show up. I don't I don't want to you know vape on the pod and then find out that that's frowned upon. So. <laughs> I like the, I like that you have him calling at the pod. <laughs> yeah, dude. Chris. Hell yeah, that's, dude. So yeah, you know, uh, vaping on the pod can be kind of a dicey vape, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I'm, I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this show is a hundred percent pro. Not much, man. I, I understand you're calling us from some kind of exclusive uh, media soiree in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, all the A through C-list celebs are here. <laughs> uh, and I don't know any of their names. That's okay. And uh, I've just ducked out. I've ducked out to an alleyway uh, that is relatively quiet, but, uh, wow. you know, there's always the chance a huge dump truck is going to pull up right now. <laughs> That's okay, because this show is the equivalent <laughs> Of a of a dump truck and uh, oh, nice. don't don't worry about it. Yeah, did anyone look really uncomfortable when you were like, I have to go on a podcast? Hopefully, you didn't tell anybody. Yeah, they. I don't think they believed me. <laughs> they were like, he, he's going to go do some shady shit out mm. there, and uh, I, they would rather not know what I'm doing. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a pretty sweet alley you're in there. They have sweet alleys in LA. Yeah, full of full of sunlight. There's like a palm tree here. It's incredible. <laughs> well, uh, we brought Miles on because Mike and I both thought and then I saw Miles with this article that the right wing response to Ocasio Ocasio Cortez <laughs> Ocasio Cortez I wish yeah anyway oh that's God. how I was saying it okay thank you Miles thank you Miles because Chris is having a breakdown over here about it and I'm trying to uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here soaking up all the sweat that's pouring out of him with a you know I'm on like the third towel now on the floor here <laughs> Underneath him, he's like, is, "Is it Ocasio, Ocasio? I don't know." I'm like, "Chris, you got to calm down." This I'm is- just really nervous to have Miles on the pod. So I anyway. think uh, it's 
you know, com- com- Comrade Alexandria. <laughs> she won't mind as long as you don't call her one of the many names that, that has been in memes. Yeah, I guess this is what we wanted to talk about was this response. Some of the memes, some of it from the mainstream, like Fox News, right wing press. It seems like they kind of don't really know what to do with themselves about it. And, uh, oh, they have no, no concepts. Uh, I just wanted to say that I liked how you put, how you put it here. It was, uh, both, uh, both feckless centrist liberals and triggered conservatives are looking for ways of disparage her. Yeah. I mean, they both, I think probably have reasons to feel a little bit concerned about it, but miles, I guess I wanted to ask you, why do you think, I mean, obviously she's a democratic socialist and stuff like that is kind of an unusual Bernie Sanders is the only other elected official in Congress. I can think of who's called themselves that, um, why do they seem so, I guess, unprepared? Because uh, they've been railing against socialists for like 10 or 20 years that don't actually exist. And now they have a real socialist. <laughs> and it's like, uh, she lived in a house. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, there, there is a political agenda for one. Uh, but for another, I don't think they were ready for kind of a young millennial woman of color Mm. uh, to show up on the national stage like this. And um, they've just kind of geared their whole socialism argument against, like, I don't know, crusty old Marxists. Like, I don't even know who they were talking about, basically. Um, Yeah, like old professors at universities and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're all all like, you know, these weird uh, liberalizing forces that are, (laughs) kind of like a deeply embedded in the in the deep state already or whatever and now you're getting you know what partly what's confounding about it for them i think is that they're used to like young uh women conservative like a tommy lauren or whatever it makes complete sense to them it's like this like 20 something blonde who just comes who just comes on box and says like inflammatory things about how you can't kneel for the national anthem or whatever and so when you get the kind of opposite version of that, which I don't think we've had until now recently, at least, uh, at least with this level of prominence, uh, saying, no, we need, you know, Medicare for all, a federal job bill, we need criminal and prison reform. They don't, yeah, it, it's kind of like attacking them with their uh, opposite archetypes that they have not seen before. Um, if there were like, the liberal equivalent of Fox News, which I don't think there is, I think you'd, you would, they would have known this kind of person before, and they would have known that this kind of person existed, but uh, you know, whether whether it's because of the Democratic Party or whatever media conditions, it's like we've never seen this person on the stage before, and they're totally freaked the fuck out. It's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it seems like the um, response, at least from the conservatives, either falls into one of two camps. They're they just they absolutely bungle it. Um, and like Sean Hannity's approach, where he just shows what's supposed to be this scary list of um, <clears throat> political demands from her that are just kind of read pretty reasonably, I guess, in mainstream. <laughs> Um, like, you know, the healthcare, <laughs> supporting seniors and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you get this other camp um, of folks like kind of Bill O'Reilly, uh, Pederitz over at uh, Commentary, I saw, um, Glenn Beck, folks who were kind of giving her a little bit of props almost and saying <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't agree with her at all, but she worked hard for this and... They're tearing, oh, yeah. her. They're tearing her down by yeah, posting I mean, everything uh, great John, about her. <laughs> yeah, like John Potteretz was like even defending her on that house tweet of just like, uh, yeah, I don't agree. He was like the last person I expected to have like the woke take on that. <laughs> yeah, got, dude. He called you know, he called that guy he, a uh, slime bucket of a person for tweeting that. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, how and often you know is she like that you know in commentary so every day? That? Yeah, what's that? That it just comes down to, like, this uh, New York authenticity argument about who's really from the Bronx. Or <laughs> That's a good like, point. Like, anyone actually cares. 
nobody cares. Like carpet bagging has been a thing for as long as the United States has existed. Like, you know, Hillary Clinton was senator of New York. Nobody gives a shit. Like we're, you know, you're allowed to run for office anywhere. And if you win, that says something, right? And so, of course, they were like trying to go to the authenticity argument, which is just bizarre. It, it's like, and I mentioned this a piece, but it's like Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Trying to attack Beto O'Rourke for like, oh, you're like a fake Texan. I'm like, dude, that more, that dude's more Texan than you. You were born in Canada. Like, yeah, exactly. See, it, it's wild that they try to go that route when you're like, you can't win this fight. Well, I, I maybe just to give some context for listeners who don't know about this, um, there was a tweet put up by John Cardillo. Uh, oh, Cardillo. I do not know this guy. Cardillo. Cardillo. Yeah. I cannot read or pronounce things tonight. But he has this uh, picture of, I guess... NYPD. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, XNYPD. Oh, good. And committed online racist. (laughs) 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 So he he tweets out this picture of, I guess, her childhood home, and it's not actually in the Bronx. It's, um, I guess, a little out of the city, and it's in a nicer socioeconomic area or something like that. And... uh, you know, it doesn't exactly look like a palatial house. It looks like a pretty modest uh, yeah. little house. And uh, apparently her mom had to, like, scrub uh, toilets. My coworker, yeah, my coworker Tracy Moore, called it uh, the house you level up to when you move out of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's, yeah, it's it's not like some palatial mansion or even some, even some like, upper middle class, like, uh, McMansion or anything like that. It's just a freaking, you know, looks like... Be a, a cape house and and uh, you know like yeah. a very modest house with ooh with leaves in the backyard which uh, you know some people were were um, uh, mentioning like oh this this leafy yard like oh okay <laughs> it's leafy there are trees where she lives uh, yeah I do wonder why they're so threatened by the authenticity element and I wonder if it's something about conservative <laughs> politics they were like they were like uh, Ocasio Cortez grew up breathing oxygen (laughs) can you believe that and if she gets elected if she gets elected you're gonna have to breathe oxygen too (laughs) (laughs) and um also too uh john cardillo said that she went to ivy league brown university which is patently false she went to bu all right so yeah she did hell yeah she did but still like just patently false information yeah Mm. his view, his view that poor people can't go to college is really, really just a stellar take. <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, the Maristrico doll of stellar take. Do you have any idea? What do you think they're going for? When it seems a little conspicuous, they were taken so by surprise, too. It's like you know, nobody was taking her seriously already. So you know, why would the conservative dipshit media have ever known? Uh, you know, had a had to lay the groundwork for to deal with her and you know they will maybe figure something out that is going to scare people but basically the problem is that they can't scare people about her right now right that's like the whole sean hannity issue mm. is that he uh tried to present her agenda as a negative and <laughs> she tweeted that exact screenshot and was like yeah that's what we're doing yeah. uh, <laughs> You really, it, it's really tough to present it. And I think it's, it has to do with the conspiratorial mindset too, right? It's like, if you're on that side of the right, you have to present everything as like, oh, here, you know, here's what they're really doing. Yeah. And if you're like, yeah, that is what we're really doing, then <laughs> you go from there. It's like, you can't, you can't paint it as a bad thing if they're saying, yes, that's what we want to do and it's good. Uh, I, I'm that's sure good. a lot of our listeners have seen this graphic on Twitter, but just in case they haven't, um, some of the things Hannity put on the scare graphic, you know, her yeah. platform. This is on Sean Hannity's show. Like, he actually ran this graphic. Medicare for all. Uh-huh. Housing as a human right. Okay. A federal jobs guarantee. Okay. Gun control and an assault weapons ban. Okay. Criminal justice reform and prison reform. Okay. Uh, immigration, justice, and abolish ICE. Okay. Solidarity with Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. which is you know which part, is, of the, part of the you know, U.S. Yeah, yeah, yep, sure, okay. It's kind of a normal thing to want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mobilizing against climate change. Okay. Clean campaign finance. How is that on the scary thing? She wants campaign finance reform. <laughs> Higher education for all. Okay. Women's rights. Support seniors. Support LGBTQ. That's that's all the scary shit she wants to do. Scary. It's very yeah. scary. 
And fucking horrifying. <laughs> and you know, it's almost like she's gonna make all this happen just by herself, just by being uh, elected yeah, into her office. As, That's it. As one member, yes. one of like four hundred thirty-five. All, all checks and balances <laughs> out the window. They're all out the window for her. She's basically vice president now. <laughs> Miles, um, those are the rules. I don't make them. <laughs> Could you elaborate a little bit more on um, maybe the liberal response to this? Did you see anything from like liberal folks that was equally or maybe less so ridiculous? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was like Nancy Pelosi and Tammy Duckworth. And I think Schumer said something stupid today, maybe. Mm. But like uh, basically some some establishment Dems who were saying that uh, this agenda can't win in the heartland. Uh, you know, New York is not the center of the world, this, that, and the other. And it's kind of ignoring, A, what we were just saying, which is that, you know, her agenda is not the entire agenda of the country. She's representing the people who voted for her. Uh, and B, it's like this weird reflexive thing on the part of the Democrats where they feel like they're going to lose some, like, phantom centrist voters <laughs> Uh in all these other unrelated races, like in Ohio or some shit, because one representative from one region on the East Coast is saying to abolish ICE, that you're just going to, like, one. automatically lose the midterms, like, on all counts, which one. is just insane. One, and, one brand new yeah, representative. The whole, you know, the whole problem now, yeah, the Democrats have been chasing this, like, mythical, uh, undecided voter or or kind of like uh centrist voter when they should be going after the people who don't vote at all right uh who might be energized by this and the fact that it you know she'd be this probable successor to pelosi as speaker says does a lot so there 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 is like a seismic effect there and you know that because they are trying to downplay it so much and it's a little odd because i don't know did they like joe crowley that much like <laughs> I don't even know who this freaking guy was. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Was he just was he was he just like awesome at the Democratic parties or oh, I, yeah. I don't know. He brought the Spanish dip. <laughs> so but it, it's just Swing like you know, it's a classic changing of the guard thing too. She's just very young. Which is Yeah, great. that's true. That's true. Uh and what did uh, yeah, what did Pelosi say? I know I know Duckworth had that whole thing about oh, you know, her platform wouldn't work in the Midwest, which is obviously I think debatable, but Oh, I didn't know Pelosi waited on it in a shitty way. Yeah, Pelosi was like not as uh, maybe not as critical, but oh, okay. from what I remember, it was just something like you know we don't need to we don't need to worry too much about this agenda or give too much deference to it, something like that. Yeah, sure. Why would um, you? Why would you? It's only it's only yeah, what, it's only and, what, it's only what the upcoming generation of voters want. But why would you want to? You know. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course, of course. And, there, I, I think I think her thing was mostly to dismiss it as a fluke, right? I see. And not not part of the uh, normal progression of power and the changing of the guard and like, oh, this guy who's been here for ten terms already is going to be the next speaker, which was the assumption, right? Right. Like, yeah. Well, we definitely want to give this position to someone who's already been here way too fucking long. Why do you think like Glenn Beck weighed in and um, some of those other folks why uh, that, that were kind of defending her it makes me suspicious and I wonder what they're going for. <laughs> it almost sounds like a talking point because they all kind of echo the uh, same yeah, thing yeah. like I don't agree with her, she's a socialist but I'd rather yeah, debate a socialist. O'Reilly, you know? yeah. O'Reilly and Beck and Potter, it's like I think their thing is that uh, in principle they want to defeat those ideas in the open? So they're like, they, that's that's kind of the bent that those comments had, right? They were like, um, I would rather have someone who admits to being a socialist and says they want to do all this stuff that I disagree with. I'd rather argue that uh, mm-hmm. than try to deal with someone who actually believes that but is kind of coding their politics differently. So. Um, yeah, it, it's sort of like a, a clash of civilizations movement, which, which makes sense from like the conservative viewpoint. They're like, they just want to, they want to have the culture war instead of like pussyfooting around it. Right. So they enjoy someone saying, 
yes, I think everyone should have free health care uh, because they are so still so convinced that that's like a, uh, a patently bad thing that they can win on those terms. It so also, they kinda, I think they kind of think that she's an easier opponent to go up against, mm, which they're just totally wrong about. Yeah, I don't think they're right about that. Um, ah, crap, I just lost what the hell I was going to say. Ah, boo. 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 Ah, <laughs> dang. It was so good, totally, too. It totally was a good prepared, observation. Totally prepared for this important phone call. <laughs> you know, uh, it, was, uh, it was in, in the moment I could tell. I could tell it was like it a really, cool. like... You thought to yourself, wow, this is going to fucking own. This is going to crush the no, pod. We'll, we'll, no. we'll just put on the end music after. Turns out comment. that we just crushed the pod just by ourselves. <laughs> just being just ourselves. Just being us. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, Miles, I wanted to tell you that I did like the article. There's only been one good tweet in 2018, and it's by Charlie Daniels <laughs> saying, Hey, Taco Bell, the Illuminati is not a frivolous subject. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Daniels, the, the, the fucking devil went down to Georgia guy. <laughs> <laughs> addressing Taco Bell. <laughs> wow, I did not it's see great. that. <laughs> it's great. He didn't even. Uh, he didn't at them in the tweet. It's just yeah. not at Taco Bell. No. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> just into the void, Taco he's Bell. Like, you he's bitch. Like, they'll, definitely, they'll, they'll definitely see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It was great. So I just want to tell you, I appreciated that article. It was really good. What What prompted him to challenge Taco Bell's coverage of the Illuminati? <laughs> Who knows? You know, it was the beginning of the year. These are confusing times. And oh, well, it was the the Taco Bell had like an Illuminati commercial where oh. they suggested that. The reason the one dollar menu even exists is because of the Illuminati. <laughs> oh. That's it. It's brilliant, uh, if if so. But um, not something you want to joke <laughs> no. about. On the other hand, no. That's no. why you haven't heard from Charlie Daniels. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a frivolous subject. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Well, Miles, I don't want to keep you from all yeah, your cocaine so, and uh, um, whiskey, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you terrible. got. I'm sure you got other things to do in that alley. So, and I don't. We, we don't want to <laughs> oh, keep yeah. you. We don't want to keep you from it. Yeah, man. But we really. Really appreciate you calling well, uh, and uh, talking to us. That. Of course, anytime. Awesome. Uh, I will find an alley whenever you need to talk. To me. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's uh, what a trooper. You wow. See, that's that's the kind of dedication we're I looking like for. That. That's these, what we our, need. Our mm-hmm. listeners and guests. If you'll go to an alley for us and talk to us, where won't you go? That's <laughs> that's exactly. So thanks a lot and uh, enjoy the rest Absolutely. of your uh, soiree. Yeah, happy holidays, man. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Bye bye. Mm, cool guy. I love him. Felt like I was right there in that alleyway with him. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. I forgot that question. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna." It was what's... gonna be good. I, you know what? You can just tweet it at him. And what's his Twitter? His Twitter is. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it's at Miles Klee. He's got great tweets. Miles K L E E. So very it's like Miles K Lee. Yeah. Miles Klee. His and prose writes, is very strong. Yeah, it, it really does remind me of you, Chris. Like you're, That's not what I was going you, for. <laughs> you, no, it does, though. It reminds me of your writing. You know, yeah, if like a smart it, person when, did it. You know, when I was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that was really mean. No, it was good. I, I, I'm just kidding, Chris. You know, I really... Yeah, pre- we all know my writing really was never good. No, come on, stop. Your writing was always good when it was in Patch and you know, <laughs> when you were writing about City Hall, mm. City Council. and Here's the week's and, uh, City Council yeah. agenda. <laughs> that was <laughs> and, really rousing. And at, uh, th- this week at the Community Garden. <sighs> Do you think Miles thought we were cool or not? No, I thought he... I think, I think he was like, was, I cannot wait to get I don't back even think that was Miles, show. actually. I think he handed the phone <laughs> off to some bum. <laughs> I was like, should we just talk to these idiots? He's like, hey, here's $300. Talk to these fucking podcast idiots. I'm partying with Mel Magazine right now, bitch. And he just had it. Yeah, dude. We hope that it's Mel Magazine, by the way. (laughs) I'm almost certain it is, but Uh, we had a momentary freak out. It might be like M.E.L. Magazine or something because uh, I can't talk. Oops. Anyway, Chris, that was a good uh, good interview. It was a good-ass interview. I, I, I really like Miles. Yeah, I like Miles. I thought he was easy to talk to as well. He's a handsome man also. (laughs) <laughs> um, i don't know why you would laugh i mean no i mean he is I, I don't mean to laugh you know at the suggestion he's handsome at all no um okay he's extremely handsome that's not the funny part so you should definitely read his stuff at melmagazine.com some of his uh some of his articles are titled i have average dick energy and i'm not ashamed <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Why can't the media call a woman raping a man what it is? Uh, mm. The Last Jedi. I love this one, by the way. The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars because it upset the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love it. I really definitely, I, I definitely appreciate his his uh, his style. So yeah, he's got. You a, should definitely go read his stuff. Good worldview. And you should go buy his novel, Ivyland. Sure. How's doing a podcast with me? By the way, is that going all right? <laughs> <laughs> Going pretty good. Yeah, it's going all right. <laughs> <laughs> like twenty percent of the time, my guy's just look on his face like I'm looking at what stuff on the, the computer. Fuck? I'm mm. I'm desperately <laughs> scrambling for something to talk about. Next. <laughs> That's the look on my face. I see. It's Fourth of July week, mm. Chris. That's true. And uh, are you doing anything special for Fourth of July? I am going to work. And then July 5th is actually my birthday. Happy gonna, birthday, Chris. Thank you. Happy birthday. I'm going to go uh, fuck a sheep and uh, call it a night. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's normal. Alex Jones. All right. If you're listening to this uh, during the 4th of July week, Alex Jones has claimed, or has asked the question, rather, <laughs> is this America's last 4th of July? <laughs> and... Um, he, is is that related to his claim that the quote Democrats are going to start a civil war on July fourth? Um, he has uh, he didn't say Democrats anywhere here. He actually said the rabid globalist led far left. I can assume I can assume that's a that's his euphemism for Democrats, right? Oh, okay. I thought it's, that's like his little. Yeah, well, it is. I thought the headline, though, said that the Democrats announced well, it would be the last so, 4th of July. So, so, there, <laughs> so there is a story here. It's, it's actually one of his top stories that says here, um, uh, it said Democrats. Whoa. It said Democrats. Whoa. Okay. There's a featured video on the Infowars.com website, which I recommend nobody goes to uh, unless you want to lose your mind and just laugh until you piss your pants. Mm. Sounds like you're telling them to go there. <clears throat> featured videos on the, on the right side here says, uh, um, Democrats announce the last 4th of July. So when you follow that link, it takes you to another uh, like article that says that um, is this America's last Fourth of July? So, the title a little misleading. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be far below the journalistic standards I would expect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that's really weird to have a misleading title on Infowars.com, mm. but if you can believe it, the title says one thing. The article says something that's not quite that uh, that title. So, so did Nancy Pelosi, who is the head of the minority party of Congress, not announce that the Democrats who do not control the government were canceling Fourth of July? That's very so he's saying move. the Democrats said, OK, everybody, this is the last Fourth of July because we're declaring war on Trump supporters. That's what he's implying here. The rabid globalist far left is poised to launch violence and communist intimidation tactics against Trump supporters following a string of the president's successes. Now, I'm curious what successes those are, first off. But. Several good bowel movements. <laughs> that is a success. Yeah, it's you know, very like clean. When you get at that age, 70-something yeah, that he is. Um, Wakes go- up, couple hits off the parliament. Takes a big swig of coffee, puts on Fox and Friends, sits on the toilet for two hours. We're talking about the president, right? Not Aiden Kearney's mom. <laughs> right? Uh, no, sorry. I was talking about Aiden Kearney's mom, actually. You I, I got but confused. the president does yeah. something similar, though. He does, yeah. I imagine that they take very similar dumps. <laughs> Folks, it's a good podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad we're not live right now. <laughs> Dude, if you cut that shit, I will be fucking rip shit. You not, do not cut that. I'm not cutting, I'm not cutting this. I'm not cutting this. Everything I say stays in the podcast. Yes. You cut out dead air and like, you know. And this right your now. Your stuff. Anyway, do we want to play any of his videos here? Because they're fucking crazy. I would is like it, to. As is long. this America's last 4th of July? Alex Jones, by the way, sporting a beard, looking very handsome. I don't like that, man. 
What's he doing? He's trying to be. He's trying to get in with the the younger crowd. You know, the younger crowd has beards, right? So, I actually think that beards yeah. are actually out. Really? Okay. I don't know. I see a lot of people with fucking big beards. Well, sure. I mean, you always will, but I don't think it's. You don't think it's a thing anymore? Yeah, like five or ten years ago, it was like cool to have facial hair, and now I think I don't know. Okay. What the fuck? Do I, I'm 34, folks. Wow. Yeah, 34. 34. Mm. Barely have a dick. You're on the. Okay, so we want to play a little bit of this. That's good content. Democrats announce America's last 4th of July. That is the title of this video. What would be... It's like an 18-minute video, right? Yeah, we could just play a couple minutes. Well, we could also conceivably just start at any point on it and see what happens. So So we can start from the beginning, and I'll just click randomly inside the video. How about that? That sounds like a good compromise. Actually, I'm going to have here because it's like this music for like maybe a minute. So I'm going to click to about 621. This is influence. They believe authoritarianism. Yeah. They believe if they go kiss the ass of the globalists, they are in power. But I'm telling you, this July 4th is the launch of the new human revolution that America was all about. 1776 worldwide. Just as I told you, Wasn't Trump that a good would win. Thing? Just as I told you, so many. I like imagining him like. <laughs> Talking like this to a woman in bed, like after a first or second date, the, the woman is like, "Oh shit, <laughs> what did I do?" Yeah, just he never. He always sounds like he's talking to you very intimately, and like maybe you've had sex with him. Many other things before anybody else did. I'm telling you, if we take destiny in our hands, this isn't the death of America. This new July Fourth, 2018. If we are successful, and I believe we will be is going to be seen as the rebirth of America and 1776 part. By the way, I do want to add. So in this video, he, you know, he, it, it goes between him talking, you know, just him and his stupid, stupid beard talking. <laughs> and also uh, they post like, you know, like shots of their website with emphasis highlighted. Alex Jones is so afraid of this second American revolution that he has an ad on the right side of his page, Second American Revolution, 4th of July Super Sale. <laughs> 50% off of whatever bullshit he's selling. His iodine cleanse or some, some you know, fucking nasal uh, catheter bullshit. Honestly, the, the Machiavellian element in my personality respects <laughs> Alex Jones. How so? Because he is like a brilliant con man. He's incredible at it. He yeah, was just like some local cable dipshit 20 <laughs> years ago. And now he's got a hotline to the president. He, he's a goddamn multimillionaire easily. He had, a, um, he had an internet radio show before anybody was doing that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even Art Bell was still like fringe while he was, yeah, while he was doing this shit, you know? And he had a whole audience and he had a whole captive audience yeah you know in Infowars or prison planet or whatever the fuck it was the difference between him and art bell bell was not super political like his show is all about ufos it was all about stuff. ufos and paranormal. Yeah. yeah my mom used to listen to it all the time alice jones took that stuff and like weaponized it for the right and became like this paranoid and he, the only cool thing that alex jones ever did was sneak into bohemian grove i don't know if you ever saw that video uh, i don't know if you know about bohemian grove it's like one of the, to my understanding, like one of the few things Alex Jones used to be obsessed about that actually exists and is like kind of legitimately weird. Like, I don't think they control the world or anything, but there's like some weird party in um, the Northwest where very, very powerful people like presidents and Henry Kissinger and like world leaders all come together and do this weird party together where they do these rituals where they like what burn a gigantic i want to say an owl <laughs> like a 30 foot tall owl they, they burn it and it's like this ritualistic thing um and it's supposed to be i guess like the trilateral commission or some shit where they bring all these world leaders together and it's like casual and it's supposed you know that's at least the official explanation but of course i can imagine a lot of shitty crap goes on in those meetings all this is to say that in the 90s, when Alex Jones was just kind of starting out, he snuck into this fucking party. And I honestly kind of respect it. Like, he snuck in there, he filmed all this stuff going on, and it was all super secret, and no one really believed it. And he managed to, like, 
Get the fuck in there. Not not to do a whole history on Alex Jones, but I'm mm. I'm surprised because I haven't. I don't know the history of him. I know that he was one of the 9/11 truthers, and he began his career in Austin with a live call-in format public access cable TV program, which you know is like what you said. He's kind of like a huckster, just starting out on cable. I don't know if at that time he was that cynical about it. Really, I, I do wonder. At one point, he kind of. It's hard to suss out, like, how much of this he actually believes himself. Joe Rogan is is somehow, like, actual friends with Alex Jones. Right, yeah. And Joe Rogan has said he only believes maybe, like, a fraction of this stuff, and it's really just an act. And uh, I think that Alex Jones has said as much in court, actual legal court documents. And his divorce and child custody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where it was also uh, revealed that he eats a big bowl of chili for breakfast. Uh, but I believe he said that he couldn't, like, remember what grade his kids were in because he had had a big bowl of chili. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and uh, by the way, brief aside, uh, well, during that whole divorce proceeding thing um, and after that bowl of chili anecdote came out, <laughs> I think like a month later, he had a quote unquote body language expert come on and they had an article on Infowars about how Alex Jones and his son's body language indicated that they had a good father son relationship. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, wow, this is some very serious journalism. (laughs) Alex (laughs) Jones said he he couldn't recall basic uh, facts about his kids because, quote, unquote, I had a big bowl of chili for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I I do literally think it was he couldn't remember what grades they were in. It's pretty, uh, it was pretty significant. Uh, Uh, Oh, dumbness. Also, in these these court proceedings, it's revealed that he's gone shirtless during family therapy sessions. <laughs> I forgot about that. That kicks ass. Big bowl of chili gives him amnesia. Anyway. Well, folks. Um, folks. Mike, what time is it right now? It's, uh, the current time is 1140. Okay. I feel like we got off the phone with Miles... Yeah, like five hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At like seven forty-five. <laughs> we have been trying to do this segment and this joke for like five hours, and we we literally just gave up. And I'm like, okay, let's let's just talk about how we fucked it up. It was essentially. I mean, it was your bit. You should probably explain it. Actually. Well, okay, so. Uh, what that happened this past week, right? Within the past week, that stuttering John from the uh, Howard Stern show, he somehow got patched through to Air Force fucking <laughs> one. Okay, a call patched through by Jared Kushner. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. basically, they thought that it was. Bob Menendez. Senator from New Jersey. A senator yeah. from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Right. And Trump <laughs> fucking talked to him. He talked to him for a and Stuttering John just went along with it. Stuttering John was like, well, I didn't expect it to get this far. I think he even said, like, I didn't expect anybody to actually put me through. Yeah. But goddamn Jared Kushner put him right through. He bypassed the switchboard system though. And he went right did to- by lying to them and oh. they just like they were like, "You're Bob Menendez from New Jersey. Why are you calling from like a different state?" <clears throat> right, because they're all they're all still in session. Yeah, and he said we're on vacation, yeah. even though like Congress is definitely in session. Yeah, He's d- not on vacation. At definitely. All. Still. So basically, Jared Kushner is a big fuck up. Essentially, I mean, I think that this is mostly Jared Kushner. And I think like there's some kind of organization that's tasked with tracking these calls and they even told him like we don't have any record of him ever trying to contact you yeah. like this and Charlie's right. like put him throw yep he's on yeah. that's his voice yeah that is so we basically just spent about four hours trying to get that voice <laughs> mm-hmm. we almost had it but one of the reasons why my voice is uh, right now mm. is that I've been trying to talk in a nasally 
Jared Kushner voice, like, uh, yeah, daddy. Actually, daddy. So, can, can you play that? Um, like after the his uh, testimony, that press conference, or yes. he's at the White House uh, on Jerusalem, or is that? Um, I think it's about Russian collusion or oh, whatever. Russian collusion. Yeah. Yeah. Let me find it. If you haven't heard his voice, it is exactly what you think it sounds like. But it's also so just boring that there's no good way to kind of do an impersonation of it. I mean, Felix Biederman of Chapo Trap House. Felix's impression is basically like a what? Like a exaggerated. Like a Woody Allen character. Woody Allen, yeah. Yeah, just like a... Uh, a person who's like three times Jared's age and also extremely, I guess, stereotypically Jewish. Um, but he he's just a nerd. Let's My name is Jared Kushner. <laughs> I am senior advisor to President Donald J. Trump. When my father-in-law decided to run for president, I served his campaign president. the best I could because I believe in him and his ability to improve the lives of all Americans. <laughs> I believe in my daddy. <laughs> uh, daddy, can I ride the horse, daddy? Oh, by the way, uh, this voice was described brilliantly by somebody as a, a young Michael Cera. Yeah. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And we really tried to harness that for this bit, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working, and it's also like about 15 minutes to midnight right now, so... <laughs> So the premise of the skit was that Jared Kushner would be kicked out of an Air Force One meeting because he <laughs> accidentally covered Donald Trump's hand with his own hand, with his whole, what we call the totality of his hand. Exactly. So uh, Jared forgot that Trump did not like his not like hand that. to be covered completely no, during a handshake. He's got small hands. Yeah, very massive. Jared does not. For the, uh, at this point, uh, Jared uh, is put on the phone, you know, assigned to the phone banks on Air Force One, and he has to answer any incoming phone calls mm. and potentially patch through if they're not crank, crank calls. Kind of up to him to determine who is an appropriate call for the president to receive. So we had some some names that uh, that <laughs> of people or groups of people that could be passed on to Donald Trump like... Daddy, uh, Central Park 5 is on line 2. Uh, Daddy, uh, every woman you've ever raped is on line 6. Uh, Daddy, uh, someone from the military is on the phone. He says his uh, name is uh, Crunch, and he's a captain. Crunch? Sir? Sir? Finally, Melania would call, and and he would get really mad at Melania. Melania would be the one call you would not allow to happen. (laughs) (laughs) She would never call, Daddy. (laughs) So, So, you know, that was the premise of the bit, and we... We tried so fucking hard to make this work. Conceptually, this is a knockout. It is. It is. I feel feel so despondent that we couldn't pull it off. I I don't feel despondent. Anyway, there's a skit, and you guys can uh, run with it in the theater of your minds. Folks. Yeah, that's a good pod tonight. Seriously, so no. we've been worried. It's like eight hours now. We put in like a work day. We did. <laughs> we did not. We did. Pr- pr- the segment was like a minute. God damn. It was like a minute. There was no way it would have been more than that. And we were just like, we cannot do this voice. I was really just hung up on Dede. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, you know, sometimes episodes are good. Sometimes they don't no, work out. No, this is a good well. episode, I think. It's- okay. Having Miles call was very good. Oh, Miles. Miles is awesome. Miles is the highlight of the show today. What a beautiful, and, large boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he large? I don't know. No, I don't actually think yeah, he's kind of a skinny guy. Yeah. All right. That's that's what he sounded like. Well, I don't want to talk about his body or whatever. Yeah. We we treat our guests with respect. That's kind of that's weird. So... You know. Oh, oh and music on. Yeah, that's, that's good. It. Oh, good. All right, awesome. finally. <laughs> Jesus, what a relief. Because I had a list of other journalist bodies I wanted to talk about, but if we have the end music on, yeah, yeah I don't know if we should do that. Well, maybe next episode we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll do a power ranking of journalist bodies. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do like journalists through history or? <laughs> You know, contemporary, and I want to. I have, you know, like Charlie Day has a big chart that meme. 
That's like me, except it's my bedroom, and I'm yeah. ranking journalist bodies. Yeah. Because I'm a yeah. normal guy. Like, where do you put, uh, like, uh, you know, Bob Woodward versus uh, Anderson Cooper, or... Well, Anderson Cooper is an incredible body. Oh, okay. You can just tell. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could do the historical thing and do Edward R. Murrow versus, um, I don't know, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> I guess. Bill O'Reilly definitely has a dad bod. I think Edward Morrow would probably smack his ass to death. I'm not even worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah. God. This is getting fucking weird. Anyway. Everybody, we're sorry about the quality yeah, of the show today. You know what? Um, we're so tired. It's a, it's a holiday, you know? Sleepy it's sleepy boys. 4th. July 4th, folks. Yeah. Happy Ooh, July Fourth! If we didn't get uh, thrown into a civil war by the Democrats. Oh yeah! Yeah. Remember when we did that segment <laughs> fucking like, nine hours ago? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we want this podcast to be so good. We do. We just we do, do it for you, people. We try to make it good. I for don't. You. Michael does it for we you. Don't want- I do not do it for you. <laughs> not even once. <laughs> oh, wow! It's never been about you at all. It's about me fucking ruling ass. <laughs> That's it. At this awful pod on Twitter. Mm. Uh, I'm at the MCG show and Chris is at, at Chris Caesar. Mm. Uh, if you please, please go to. Nobody's going to do this now. If you mm. please go to Amazon.thisawfulpodcast.com and buy stuff. Maybe we can be better next time. Maybe we can do better. You know, if you buy some, some things. Yeah. Maybe. But I doubt it. I doubt that's gonna work. So we hope that everybody has a safe and happy holiday. And if you, you know, care about America, and Chris doesn't, but I yeah, do. Yeah, I care I about. Uh, you know, I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Woo. That's the show, folks. <laughs>